0: little-known fact about my guests today. Not only are they two of the most beloved Broadway stars, they are the co-founders and co-chairs of the board of directors of an organization they founded called Artists for Economic Transparency, Affect for short. It was thrilling to get to talk to Karen Olivo and Eden Espinosa on the podcast today. a
2: okay
0: Hey everybody, my guests today are the Broadway stars Eden Espinosa and Karen Olivo. Some of Eden's theater credits include Wicked, Brooklyn, Rent, Floor of the Red Menace, and Falsettos. And some of Karen's credits include Moulin Rouge, Hamilton, West Side Story, In the Heights, Brooklyn, and also Rent. But aside from all the incredible things these two people have done, I'm so excited to talk to them both today because in the last year, they become the co-chairs of the board of directors of an organization they founded called Artists for Economic Transparency. We will call it AFFECT for today's purposes. And we're going to talk about what inspired them both to get involved, to start this thing and before we get into that, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you each in the hot seat, and I'll start with Karen. I want you to tell me the first time you met Eden, and what you remember from that
2: moment. <laughs> I uh, met Eden, let me think about this. We It was the workshop of Brooklyn. Um, I remember, I knew she was like the star. There were only like five people in it. And um, I knew that it was centered around this one talent. Um, And the talent was coming from LA. Those are the only things I knew. And then I met her and she was a lot like she is right now. Just like, hey, what's up? I'm Eden, I'm gonna do a show with you. That's pretty much, that encompasses everything. (laughs) It's true, yeah, they're not wrong, they're not wrong. So you they know, have like,
0: shared their side of the story. Eden, can you share your memory of the first time you laid eyes on this glorious human, Karen Alito? Yes.
1: Okay. So it, it's, it was for the workshop of Brooklyn. Um, and it was the first time I had spent, um, any long period of time in New York. I didn't know anybody. And, um, And yeah, I, I, I think when I first walked into rehearsal, if I'm BJ Crosby at the time was, was paradise. And I think she was singing a song on stage. It was like a, you know, and I, and I walked in and immediately was like, what, what am I doing here? And Karen, (laughs) Karen has a very specific like energy of like, Hey, Um, almost like you want to be my friend. Um, you know, it's, it's like, it's like the kid on the playground. That's like, I know all the, uh, listen, I'll show you the ropes. You want to be my friend? Um, and they were my first friends in, in New York. And even like, I remember, you know, that show gave me my equity card and, the 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 representative came and gave us all the like the the rundown and i just you have to go and specifically saying to me because i was the only one who was new and you have to go to the equity building and you know i was like and then she was like i'll show you i'll show you where it is um and on our like break walked me over to the equity building and and they were that's and the, the rest is history they were my first friend and my memory was like always having microwave popcorn (laughs) <laughs> that was, that was like the go-to snack for Karen was microwave popcorn. And, and that, and that's my first memory of, of very much as like, you want me, my friend, I'll show you where the equity building is. Come on. Like, kind of like, I got you. <laughs> and they got you. Ever since. And they got me. And, and, and here we are 20, 20 years later. What? Ooh. That number. Wow. I know. Listen not talk about it. <laughs> well. It, yeah. The great Just shy thing, of twenty, I think,
0: yeah. The great thing is, if you look at, at the last twenty years, man, you two have done a lot of stuff and have brought so much joy and creativity into so many people's lives. and that's that's the dream. Mm. you know, to kind of yeah. um, for me, that's my dream. <laughs> To be able to go into rooms where you two are performing and reap the benefits of your artistry and integrity and passion for everything you do. And I'm just wondering so after that show closed, you both went on to different things. Were you ever roommates?
2: No, no,
1: no. No. Um, The only time that would have, yeah, no, we weren't. I mean, you know, when we did the out of town tryout for Brooklyn, um, you lived in a house somewhere, Ramona and I were in the same building, but no, we each had our own, we were always at each other's places, though,
2: eating popcorn. um,
1: yeah, eating microwave popcorn, which later turned into- all manner, yeah, we, yeah, it was always involved snacks, yeah. Definitely. And, and
0: just for listeners around the globe who tune in for this kind of content, do you put anything special? Some people put tamari on their popcorn. Some people put cinnamon. You know, there's all sorts of ways people enjoy their popcorn. Sure. Is there any, Karen, do you have like a special recipe that you enjoy?
2: I Lots of butter, I think, is like really the only prerequisite That's to like having bacteria. popcorn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Must have butter.
0: Must have MHB. So (laughs) I want to talk to you both about this organization, Um, whichever one of you wants to start talking first about sort of how the seeds were planted, uh, where the fury was first ignited because so much fury and passion has to come together to go from a phone call to really affecting change so can you talk about how it all the origin story of this organization
1: hit it Kale.
2: okay uh so i think it started with posts right all of us were sort of like after broadway had shut down everyone was constantly on their phones trying to stay connected i saw an instagram post that was an fec screenshot of um the Nederlanders' con- uh, campaign contributions that went to 45's campaign, and at the time that I saw it, um, Eden saw it, it must from have a been different source. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were we both somehow saw it at the same time, and we had we connected with each other via text as we were like infuriated. And we started immediately hatching plans like what the F is going on. We both worked in houses that were Niederlander houses multiple times. And it started to like crack open our brain that 45, who was ruining everyone's life and ruining everything about democracy, we had somehow aided by making money in a theater that would give money to him eventually. Even you want to take it?
1: Yeah, that was, that was the like initial, um, spark. And then it, um, we continued, we, we talked multiple times a day, (laughs) um, about, you know, what we had more, you know, pulling at different threads, you know, really like reading up on things, talking to people who we both individually saw the post from trying to get all the information. And then, um, and then George Floyd, was murdered, um, and then it was. It was just in through conversation. Was I? We we both very strongly felt the same. There were differences, you know, um, but the fundamental uh, feeling um, betrayed in a sense um, of and and the overwhelming sense of I don't know enough about the structure of the industry that I have been in for 20 plus years. Um, and I need to educate myself. And, and so that quickly turned into, oh, and then we did our, we did a, an individual public post saying that we wouldn't um, align ourselves with anyone that perpetuated hate and inequality, which um, was a big deal. I don't think we felt it was a big deal at the time, but we now, you know, almost a year later, we're like, oh, yeah, that, that was a big deal. Only because, like, no one else joined us in that. <laughs> we, no one else jumped on that bandwagon. It's me and you. So um, that's cool. Um, but then but then it was, like, really, okay, what do we want to – what do we wish we had? And it was it, – it started off as, um, you know, we want to provide – artists and stakeholders in the industry a place where they can go and and see the learn about the structure and see how your money contributes in in all different ways shapes and forms um and then it quickly like over the last year i mean it's just it's turned into a, something way bigger than we ever anticipated um but it's interesting it's been an interesting journey just because it's not um you know what? What we're amplifying and what we're looking at are not very um, popular subjects. You know, numbers. and I, I want to
0: ask you because Eden just, you know, talked about sort of this this moment where you both decided to be public and bold in your reaction to this information that you found out. And and as Eden just said, it's been a year basically since you you know, hit send on Instagram and all the places that you shared it. What has, what kind of reaction have you gotten? I I know the positive reactions you've gotten from so many community members who are so grateful to you, but from the powers that be, as it were, from the Nederlanders, from, from the producing entity of our community, have people responded to you? Have people... Been vocal in yeah. your reaction. Can you yes. talk about what you've experienced?
2: Oh, sure. I, I'm going to say this first, and I think this will give you context. Okay. Oppression, oppression is insidious, and it uh, it does not discriminate as to who it affects. And so every single person listening, existing on this earth is being oppressed in some capacity. And so these people that we were basically saying, how can you do this to us? We gave you our entire career. We brought people to you in good faith to create art, one of the most precious things possible. How could you do this to us? Even those people that we were calling out are in the same, they are also being oppressed by a a way of thinking by a hierarchy, by capitalism. There's so many things at play here. And so within us reposting, all I did was repost the post that someone else had given me. Yeah. I Not even given me. I just scrolled across it. I reposted it. And within a day, Eden, one day, yeah. I had an email in my inbox from James Niederlander. Boom. Like that. Hey Karen, we need to talk. Now I've worked with for Jimmy Niederlander on a number of shows, met him many times. We're, we, you know, at a cocktail hour or something. So we were friendly. It, that kind of turnaround where it was like, it was posted, someone, I don't know, Jimmy Niederlander's not on my Instagram. <laughs> Can't be. But <laughs> someone was like, you need to deal with this. And then shortly after that, we also posted. Another FEC uh, screenshot of a number of people that are on the Broadway League that had given money to Roy Blunt, who's notorious. I don't have to talk about how bad he is, but defunded all the Planned Parenthoods, just like, and it was not a lot of (laughs) problematic. It wasn't a lot of money, but I was like, all of these broad, just Broadway League people, I was like, you, what are you doing? So within that week, I had an email in my inbox from Jimmy. Karen, let's talk. And then shortly after that, I was reached out to uh, by a producer friend of mine that was like, Lauren Reed would like to talk to you. Who is one of the people that we had named? She is one of the people on the Broadway League. Um, and I had meetings, phone calls with both of those people, and it was what you can imagine. <laughs> they weren't happy. And I say this when I, I, I preface this by saying oppression is insidious. They were holding the line. How could you do this to me? That It became very personal. You, you know, let me prove to you that I'm actually a good person. And the thing that, you know, ended up being something that affects tagline is, is like, look, like the numbers are irrefutable. You did this. I, and I had nothing to do with this. You did this. All I did was. Show it and go. Why would you do this? Can you explain? And so we were really early in everyone's journey with what accountability accountability really is, and immediately it turned into oh, everyone's trying to can- they're trying to cancel the Niederlanders, they're trying to cancel the Broadway League, and what we were saying is, we've given you our lives. I think you deserve. We deserve maybe one explanation as to how this could have happened yeah what they said yeah. <laughs> yeah I received phone calls
1: from producers I had worked with just to like hey you don't think that like you know just to see you know what what was behind the intention behind and I want to make sure you know people were and the 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 thing that we quickly realized is oh shit like for lack of a better like um they're scared like people this is okay wow i you know, I think that we underestimated the power in what we said. Mm. Um, uh, we underestimated, we just think like, oh, you know, my 40 some, 40 some thousand followers, like, you know, I don't know. I just, we it quickly was like, okay, this is something that is um, a trigger point for, for people. And, um, you know, I don't want to say they're scared, but, there's cause for it. the that
2: the guy calls the next day you know <laughs> you've also been so, in this business you know people don't talk about money you know yes. this business alana you're you're you know if that's the one thing you stay away from You really don't. And really, we don't talk about politics either, truthfully, in the arts, because we just make an assumption that everyone is on the right side, whatever that side is. But the truth is, it's not that way. It is a capitalist system. This is a for-profit, all-the-way business. And those of us who are creating art, if we think of it in any other way, we're actually just duping ourselves. We're blind. Yeah, we're blind.
0: So how quickly did you sort of organize affect? From from each of you really risking a lot, um, but clearly feeling like it would it would be more risky for you mm-hmm. not to speak your truth. Um, how quickly did you kind of organize and and become this organization that is now really educating people?
1: I'd say like within a couple pretty pretty quickly people, you know, after the, just like we got phone calls very quickly after we made those posts, um, we were reached out to by people. Um, you know, I have a background in this, or I've been, uh, I was an intern at the Broadway League, or I specialize in legislation and policy writing, or I, you know, just so many people reached out to us, like, I want to help, I want to help. And, you know, the universe just kept providing what we needed. And we didn't, we, I mean, yes, we like joined forces and worked hard, but we didn't have to like put a call out to the masses. Like everyone just naturally came to us. And, and, you know, it's been um, an interesting journey of as we as individuals are unlearning and decolonizing our minds. And, um, you know, the more, the more work we do in radical empathy and, and radical, Justice, it's we've had to take a couple pivots, um, but it's it it really is astounding and 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 keeps us both in awe at how much validation we get um, in the sense of like we're as difficult as it is, as scary as it is because there are moments when we check in with each other and we're like, are we sure we want to like? you know, or we make jokes. Like we actually really, really shot ourselves in the foot with that post because now we can't like, because we, we both have like so much integrity as, as artists, but as humans as well. And it's like, well, we can't turn around now. We really did it this time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're in. So as, yeah, exactly. So it's as scary as it is, you know, we, we, um, have check-ins all the time at just like, wow, it's, it, we just keep getting affirmations uh, after affirmation just with the people who are being brought our way or who, who come come to us and say and it's it's funny because it's 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 strange the moment we speak about it it happens shortly after like it's really we're always like you're a wizard Harry like <laughs> you know, I'm like we're witches because we we'll have a conversation just like this is what I'm feeling yeah this is what I'm feeling what do you think we should do okay and then universe. it's like you have we have what we need we have the person or you know it's 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 crazy
0: well what is the what's your mission what's the actual mission of the organization at oh, this the point. what's and the I'm- like the centerpiece of it and where do you want it to go
2: um, the actual words that we would use in our mission are still ever changing. But really, I think the, the overall idea is that we're seeking true liberation by like looking at structures and identifying structures and starting conversations about them. Um, you know, I, one of the things that I think that we should, it's important to state is that when we came out about money, when we were talking about money, it was in the middle of Black Lives Matter. And there are great many people who were on the fence about how they were supposed to feel about race specifically. Mm. So when we came out, it was very easy for people to pivot and be like, I do feel something. Oh, my gosh, this is something that actually affects me. And I don't have to deal with this race component, which we're all going to have to deal with. Sorry, spoiler alert, if you haven't dealt with race in your life, you're gonna have to deal with it. But we actually, we, we ended up being a wonderful pivot in that sense and I think a lot of people jumped onto that and then inequity became more of an issue as opposed to what was happening in the Black Lives Matter movement for a lot of people. But we have in our own thing, Eden and I keep like, as we are par- like pulling away all of the junk that we've learned, mm we see that it's so much more about race and and inequality that is built around power, which is oppression. Um, So it's about identifying structures, educating stakeholders, and really changing the playing field with discussions and empowering people to do it. Mm. Like, Eden and I don't have any qualifications to do what we're doing. And so we were trying to create a landscape in which anyone can go, I could post something. I could be enraged. I could do some research. And now I'm changing the narrative. Yeah. That was the longest explanation of a mission no, statement it was in a the good entire- one. <laughs> no. That was a good one. But I, I think, it's, think. Also like,
1: uh, it's also, like, it's also knowing our, or, and carving out our, our place as an organization as less of a, Less of an organization that is starting initiatives, and more of an organization uh, for accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, and how can we how can we be of service? What do you need? And it, it, this is another example. Like we spoke that to each other. Of you know, we took some time off at the beginning of this year as an organization just to regroup and really try to see w- w- the question that you asked: where we want it to go, and where do we see it? And it was like I we both expressed. I think we need to be moving to the accountability of like, where do you need us? What do you need from us? And literally that, that week we got three different emails from people. Hey, uh, we have this situation that we need you to look at, or can you help us with this? Or, you know, um, can you and I just want to
0: example without naming the names of the people who contacted you? Sort of what the context is, like what kind. The of context is all yeah.
1: revolving around our union and and how we are treated, or how people have been treated, or um, looking at contracts and things that things that um, people have done the right thing in, like going through the proper channels, and then it's dropped or you know or it goes away or um stuff like that um and it's A you know just financial equity yes it but but having to do with numbers and contracts and 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 stuff like that um so and but also just to like to piggyback on on what karen was saying about the oppression thing is like of course what um, the first thing you you think of and take into consideration are black and brown bodies and people of color but I think what um, the rest of our community the white community doesn't realize is they have been they they fall under the same oppression and we are just so conditioned to take what take what we're given and be grateful but if you if you have seen some of the things <laughs> that you know, behind closed Zooms that we have seen. Um, I'm, really, I'm, I'm really shocked that I'm, that, I just think there's, there's so much more to, to uncover for people to realize like this doesn't just affect, um, it affects P- BIPOC differently and in a completely separate way, but if you think that you're being treated in the best way possible and valued and considered, you are wrong. 100%. And so it's also, it's, it's everything that Karen said of the empowering us to, to take the initiative to learn about what's happening and not trust so much. And and know that we ultimately have the power, the power of no and the power of like, because it's just about our self-worth of like, really, you're just gonna, I don't know, this year has been a huge year of realizations for me. So um, I could go on how many hours of the podcast you have. <laughs> um, listen,
0: every three, five minutes, I will refresh and send you new Zoom links <laughs> for as many days, weeks, months, yes. weeks, as you like. I could never tire of your brain. It's one of the best brains I've ever met. Um, You talked about sort of people on the, we'll just use the word producer just to categorize people, although people pivot from lane to lane in terms of the immediate response of Karen, let's talk, those kinds of conversations. What about your peers and fellow artists, how have people supported? Have people said, guys, don't, don't. Like what's the feedback from your nearest and dearest
2: community members? It's slim. This this is the heartbreak. This is the heartbreak. Eden and I know that we're doing the right thing because the universe keeps supporting us. But when I tell you that our industry and the people that we've given most of our lives to as our castmates, have been silent. It was, if I didn't have Eden, I think this would be a really difficult, difficult moment. And everyone is very like, I'm so glad that you're doing what you're doing. End of conversation. Yeah. Good for you. You're so courageous and truthfully. Thank you for the work that you're doing
1: and leading the way, but it's like, but I'm not leading the way because
2: nobody's following suit. Our brothers and sisters in this, (laughs) in this, have all been black, indigenous, people of color, people who are oppressed the most in these systems. Those people can't turn a blind eye because they live it. They walk out the door there and they're confronted with it. A lot of, Eden and I, even though we, we would be considered people of color, we, we live in a place of privilege because we've been, we've been given opportunity, we've been given access to our proximity of whiteness, it's made us palatable people of color. So we are in a a waiting room with a lot of people like us. And a lot of those people are white people and we consider them very (laughs) near and dear. And they don't have to walk out into the world and feel the brunt of oppression the way a lot of these other people do. And so it has been jarring and heartbreaking to see that, I mean, I feel, I've said this to Eden, in this last year, it's like my roster of friends has been flipped. Mm. Because those people who were like, oh, yeah, we're good. When it came down to the part where we're like, no, we're standing up for something. We're standing, I'm standing up for you and that person and that person who doesn't even get to come to the party. Quiet. And it has been these people that I've never even seen in my life, Mm. who walk out the door and who are immediately judged for what they look like that have been have become the fabric for us right yeah that have enveloped us supported us
1: yeah I think it's it's again like for me there's been there have been the moments of thank you for what you're doing um which which of course is appreciated but um for me it's like you found out the same things that You have found out all the same things that we have found out. Okay. And then thank you for your work. Okay. But then you're like not interested in trying to make the industry different. You just want to get back to it. And that's what makes me go. Do you not think highly enough of yourself to stand for something else? Do you not think that you're powerful enough or we are collectively as a group of artists, no matter what race, color or creed, um, that we can flip the script if we want to. Um, and so that's what, that's what keeps me up at night of like, do you, do you honestly think that we just have to accept this? And it makes me sad because it's looking that way um and you know we've had several conversations of you know i don't know if we will see the fruits of our labor in our lifetime or they will mention our name after we're gone um no. but it's it's <laughs> it, it that's what keeps me up at night because it, it, you're all, everyone's enraged about 45 and everything that that he ha, ha, what what happened in our country because of the ripple effect of this person but like but our industry has things just as dark and just as insidious, uh, and you're willing to just, don't up blind, die. what's the phantom? Put the hand up at your eye. What's this? I'm you dead. Know?
2: I'm <laughs> dead. I don't know what you're doing. At the level I'm of dead. your eye. are so good talking about. I
1: knew if we, if
0: <laughs> and I were quiet long enough, we would get Eden Espinosa to sing. I didn't know when it would happen. Hand at the and level, level of your eye. This is what I want to say as we come to a close of what I hope is one of many, many conversations about what you are doing. People are numb. I think people get numb. And sometimes it takes yeah. longer uh, to, I don't know what the opposite of numb is, what what the right word is. Yeah. Um, but I just have to say to you, as I hear with total heartbreak, what you've just described to me in terms of your people and sort of, I think all of us this year in so many different ways from family to professional to, to intimate relationships have so much has changed. And we've really seen it's like during wartime. Um, yeah. I don't even know. I mean, the idea that the two of you have been able to be so vocal and so, physically present and emotionally present to to make a change, to be true activists, which is what you are. I wanna tell you something and, and maybe it felt hyperbolic and grand, but yes, they will remember your name, not just because of the incredible work that you both have done and and your talents, which are just beyond compare. Well, I, I'll compare the two of you, equally comparably brilliant, um, <laughs> but, but it's really, Very few people do what you do, but I promise you the fruits of your labors and the pain and all of those times where you've looked at each other and felt like, is it just us and the other people who've joined your organization of which there are Mm -hmm. many. Thank you for leading the way and, and lighting a match in this time of darkness. It's a long road, right? I mean, history shows us it's a long road and it takes many people and it takes many tries. Yes. Um, but whenever you decide, there's no pressure on you. You guys can do it for five minutes or a hundred years. You, there's, it's not your job. You're, you're mm-hmm. doing this out of the goodness of your hearts. You're, you're volunteers of integrity and, and you, you get to decide all of it. Yeah. Um, I'm really grateful to you, and and I know your days are spent doing so much hard work, and thank you for sharing even a little bit of time with me and my listeners today. I am so grateful to you both.
1: You are the most gracious and generous of spirit, and thank you for holding space for us and wanting to know more. Having us both back on together means a lot to us as friends and, really. and partners in this, and I just, I'm I am sending you all the gratitude for, for creating this space for us to talk oh, about this stuff. Thank you. Thank you, love. Thank
0: you. Bye. Be well. Thank you. You too. Bye. A OK. Hey guys, one more thing. Have you been considering contributing to the podcast? Well, I, for one, would be so grateful if you enjoyed this episode or all the hundreds of episodes I've made in the past and all the episodes that are coming to you in the future and want to donate a little something, just head over to littleknownfactspodcast.com slash donations. It couldn't be easier to do. No donation, too small. Every donation just filled with gratitude from me. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Until next week. Clouds can make the wind blow. Bugs can make the grass grow. So, there you go. These are Little Known Facts that now, you know. The episode was edited by Nicholas Klar. We recorded in New York City. And the Little Known Facts theme song was written and recorded by Georgia Famusa with backups by Caleb Famusa.